Welcome to episode 25 of the BCF ORG podcast, The Business of Business. I'm Brian Fisher. In the previous episode, 24, Bridget Weston, CEO of SCORE, was our guest. This podcast series focuses on the various subjects and topics to help you run a successful, profitable business. They are approximately 10 to 15 minutes long, so you can listen while commuting. Hopefully, you'll find one or two takeaways to implement per episode. In today's episode 25, our guest is Dave Seymour, CEO of Freedom Venture Investments. Dave is an investor with over a decade of experience in real estate and capital management. He launched his career from being a firefighter and paramedic to rapidly becoming one of the nation's top real estate investors. Within his first few years, Dave transacted millions of dollars of real estate and is now recognized as one of the nation's leading experts in both residential and commercial transactions. He was acclaimed as the star of A&E's hit TV show, Flipping Boston, which is rated the number one reality TV series for keeping it real. Often, his expertise has been utilized through executive education and training assignments. He is often sought out as a speaker or moderator at conferences and has been quoted in or interviewed by several publications. He has been a regular guest on CNBC and The Today Show, to name a few. He has mentored students internationally and is an advocate for junior executives helping to develop the next generation of leaders. Let's welcome Dave Seymour. Hey, thanks for having me, Brian. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. You know, Dave, I'm always interested in people's stories. How did you go from being a firefighter paramedic to a real estate investor? Yeah, that's a journey and a half. So I'll make it succinct. I know we hit all the hit all the bullet points. You know, I came from a very blue collar background. I'm an immigrant to the States, Brian. So with that, I bought a lot of um, kind of like trading time for money was the only strategy I was ever taught growing up. Very blue collar background. And as a result of that, when I came to America, they gave me credit cards and they said I could spend more money than I earned. And I got myself in quite a little bit of financial trouble because I had no financial intelligence. And um, I was uh, at a period of my life where um, things were not, they weren't peaches and cream, man. It was a rough time for me. Uh, my house was in pre-foreclosure. I had about, uh, I don't know, around $65,000 in unsecured debt, uh, working about 120 hours a week between the fire department, construction, and a part-time job evenings. And um, it was a tough time. So, I, I, you know, I'm in my truck. I'm, I'm saying my prayers. And the big guy came down, tapped me on the shoulder, and a radio commercial came on, Teach Me Foreclosure, a free one-and-a-half-hour seminar to go to your neck of the woods. I went to a real estate seminar, man, and um, I, I started to listen to what successful real estate investors were doing, and I realized, you know what? I can do that, and that's how it started. I stepped into it, and I went after it the same way we fought fires, with a vengeance, with a passion. When everybody else was running out, we went running in. I did the same thing in the real estate world, and the results spoke for themselves. So, yeah, that's how it all started. Wow, it's a radio commercial. Yeah, teach me foreclosure, yeah. So what's the current state of the real estate market? Absolutely chaotic with no fundamentals attached to it whatsoever. I, look, man, I've been in this business, this real estate gig, for over 15 years now. 
I started as a buy, fix, and flip guy, um, single family stuff, uh, contractual work, uh, wholesaling real estate, always had a small uh, portfolio of commercial rental properties. And today I play in a very large sandbox in the large commercial real estate arena. But, you know, we've gone through a horrible time through COVID and right or wrong politics aside, I don't see how you can put so much money into the economy, how you can tell the American homeowner that their mortgage does not need to get paid to tell landlords they can't collect rent. Everything that was up is down and everything that was down is up. There's Alice in Wonderland. It's red pill, blue pill. Prices are skyrocketing. It makes no sense. It's an incredibly volatile market. And because of the volatility, that's when massive, massive amounts of money are made. So it's a case of, of being aware, keeping your head up, paying attention to the statistics, uh, and then trying to be preemptive, right? Rather than reactive, you've got to be proactive in this market. What is the best way to grow capital? I'm the guy who knows what he knows and knows what he doesn't know. Drive in your own lane as fast and as safely as you can and let everybody else do what they're really, really good at. So, you know, how do you grow capital in this market is the question. Some people would say, go buy some Tesla stock, right? Some people would say, invest in Bitcoin. Uh, some people would say gold, silver. I, look, I, I don't know those worlds. You know, before we started recording the, the podcast today, you said something that was pretty, pretty insightful. And you said, everybody has a good story. And if the story that I hear doesn't make sense to me, it doesn't give me confidence. And if I don't have confidence, then I tend not to uh, take any kind of action. So how do you grow capital? I like to be in a position where I'm confident. So for me, it's always been real estate. The single family market has lost its fundamentals, like I said. So we grow capital in the commercial real estate arena in multifamily housing, and we do it specifically in the Floridian market. Why? Because I can offer targeted double-digit returns to my investors, one. Number two, the population growth in Florida is exorbitant, as it is in Arizona, for example, right? It's always growing. Number one um, retirement community in the country is still the Florida market. For every one retiree, it brings four service jobs. The amount of people that have left New York, Chicago, New England and moved to Florida is, is unprecedented. So that massive migration creates massive opportunities. And if you know how to buy the assets correctly, then you know how to get what we call velocity of capital. If you're, where are you going right now to grow capital? You're not going. You're not going to the to the stock market with confidence because the roller coaster could make you a little sick, right? You can't go to the bond market for security because bond market is a negative yield. Where do you go? You know, uh, the hedge funds, your Yale endowments, your Harvard endowments, the larger uh, check writers—they're all coming into the commercial real estate marketplace. So that's where I go. Uh, but I know what I'm doing there. Oh, good for you. Uh, we're speaking with Dave Seymour, CEO of Freedom Venture Investments. Dave, tell me a little bit about reality TV. You were on A&E's Flipping Boston. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. What a great look, man. Here's, here's the one thing I know, Brian. One of, Very, very early on in the filming of that show, uh, one of the producers on, 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 um, on our project that we were working one day, she said to me, she said, you need to know something. She said, we bend reality. That's why it's called reality TV show, show, show. It's a show, right? So look, reality TV for me was 
A little bit of a um, of a curveball. I wasn't looking to be on TV. I didn't have an ulterior motive to be on a reality TV show. I guess apparently you need to have a reality TV show to be a president, but I don't know if that's true. Uh, <laughs> but um, it was here's what it was. It was an opportunity to be perceived as an expert. Again, we were talking before we recorded. You know, thirty plus. What did you say? Thirty eight years in your in your career. You know, as a as a business owner, and then exiting that career, then then you are the absolute expert in your field. Well, in my field, it takes ten thousand hours, they say, to be an expert in anything. But if you got a book, if you got a TV show, if you've got some recognition, some trophies, some awards, it elevates your expertise, and that's what the TV show did. It elevated our expertise, and for me, it opened up a lot of doors in business that a lot of other people would have had a tougher time getting through. So that was the true blessing of it. But it was a lot, it was a lot of work for, for a very little amount of money. I wasn't Kim Kardashian, so I wasn't earning any kadunk-kadunk money, okay? I, uh, I was just the big angry, big angry English guy that was, uh, you know, throwing hammers on flipping Boston. That's, that was my role. But it, I, I leveraged it as best I could, for sure. All right. So what are some red flags in real estate investing? People who are, they're looking for speed. Uh, one of the red flags in real estate investing is, okay, it's a great deal, but you've got to buy it in 24 hours. Every good real estate transaction requires due diligence. And as I said before, it's pretty chaotic out there right now. And there's a lot of bad deals that are being made because the pressure is on because the inventory is low. So uh, I think it's important if you're anticipating investing as an individual or as a company that you stick to the fundamentals of due diligence. That's absolutely a red flag. The other red flag is, is if somebody tells you it's easy, they're a liar. It takes a lot of scars to be successful. You either, you know, I paid for somebody else's mistakes when I first started because I got educated. And then, you know, I've, I've also got my own amount of mistakes. But to invest passively in real estate, Make sure that you understand the operations of the company, understand the individuals that, that are actually buying these assets on your behalf so that you as a passive investor can get a return on your capital. So yeah, don't, uh, don't fall for the quick and easy line. It's, it's not true. So along with the red flags, uh, what constitutes a great real estate team? Look, a great investment team needs what we call verticals. So I'll stick specifically to what we're doing today in the commercial real estate world. A great team is a team that's got a track record. We've got over 25 years in the Florida market as a team buying, fixing, and repositioning apartment complexes, ground-up construction. Having the verticals of property management is absolutely critical because every property we buy is a, um, is a business. So do you have the team to take that business to the finish line, whether it's a three-year hold, five-year hold, 20-year hold, whatever the process is? So having the good property managers in there to manage the assets, construction team, and then my legal team, right? It's, it's, all, it's all legal. It's accounting. It's process. It's systems. You know, we've built that. We've built that over, like I said, over 25-plus years. I, I was doing the math the other day. Three principles of our company, the CEO, the CIO, and the chief operations officer, there's about 60 plus years of experience in real estate combined. That's a good team, right? That's that you need you need leverage, you need experience to to go through the multiple cycles that there are in real estate. So 
Yeah, that that's a solid team. In my experience, being a business owner, it really is all about the team. Yeah, yeah, it is. As individuals, we do what we can do. Yeah. Look, I, I, I don't want to oversimplify real estate, um, Brian, but it's sticks and bricks and fifth grade math. And that, right, it sounds kind of cheesy to say that, but in reality, that's what it is. So you invest in us as a team and you have the faith and the trust that we know what properties to buy, how to buy them, where to buy them, when to buy them, and more importantly, how to increase the value of them uh, through management. So that's, that's, that's the secret. What is the law of reciprocity and how does it apply to real estate investing? The law of reciprocity is this. It's cheesy again when, you, when I verbalize it, but I live it. I won't do a deal where somebody gets hurt. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a cutthroat businessman. And some people would say, well, you have to be. And I would, I would, I would beg to differ. I agree with that statement. Thank you, man. Thank you. Look, you can do great works and make great money. You can elevate people around you and make great money. We are in a service business first. So my tenants come first. My management comes first. I, I, I supply a service to people. So if, if it's all about me, then it doesn't work, right? Uh, I th- I've got a, a, a saying over here. It was by Zig Ziglar. I don't know if you're familiar with Zig Ziglar. I am. But Zig Ziglar said, if you, you can have everything in life that you want, if you will just help enough other people get what they want. That sums up the law of reciprocity. And, I, and I'll finish that question with this because I think this is important. I had a young, hungry sales team one time, and the leader of this sales team was doing a little pet meeting with his, with his guys. And he said, guys, here's what we're going to do. We get to eat everything that we kill. So let's kill so we can eat. And I remember walking past him, listening and I pulled him aside afterwards and I said, buddy, we're not here to kill anything. We're, we're farmers. We're here to farm relationships. I said, my investors are going to invest with me generationally. I said, and if you go out and kill and cut and slice and slash, you're not my guy. You're not my guy. I'll give up margin. I'll give up profit. So that's my definition of the law of reciprocity. If we ain't all winning, I ain't playing. It's as simple as that. There you go. We're speaking with Dave Seymour. CEO of Freedom Venture Investments. Dave, are there any books that you would recommend? Yeah, there's a couple of different books. Uh, there's one that I'm, I'm listening to. I, I'll be honest with you. I'm a terrible reader. I just, I can't, I can't keep it in, in my head long enough. Like I forget what I just read. So uh, I've been listening to Jonathan Schwartzman, the CEO of Blackstone. He just put out a, a really cool book. It's the story of how they into into their inception. That's a real good book. I can't remember the name of it. I'd have to look it up on my um, audio books, but that's a great book that I'm actually going through right now. Uh, another one that I like, and this is more on the personal development side, is a book called Rules of a Night, K-N-I-G-H-T, Rules, as in rule book, Rules of a Night. It's a nice, easy read, and it just talks about the fundamentals of being a good human being. Passing on legacy, decency, honesty, reciprocity, the things that we're talking about. So there's a couple of couple of cool books, one business, one personal. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you'd like to add? You could ask me if I ever ran the Boston Marathon if you want. Have you ever run the Boston Marathon? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I ran the Boston Marathon after 9-11. I was a firefighter 
uh, when our country was attacked. We lost 343 firefighters that day. And I don't know, man, it just felt like something I wanted to do. So the year after I ran the Boston Marathon, raised some money for uh, some foundations. And the beautiful part of that, it all comes full circle. My, my main partner, Walter Novicki, CIO of our company, investment officer, he served right after. He was a special forces officer. So we, uh, we, we got some kindred spirits within our company here. Faith, country, family. That's how we uh, that's how we build going forward. Well, how can people get in contact with you, Dave? I'm old school, man. You can pick up the phone, 781-922-4418. Let them know that you heard my beautiful voice right here on this podcast. Google my name, Dave Seymour, S-E-Y-M-O-U-R, or you can get us at freedomventure.com, www.freedomventure.com. Thank you very much for being with us today. Totally appreciate it. Thank you, Brian. My sincere thanks today for being our guest. Managing the performance of your company is one of the most important things you do as a leader. This podcast is on over 20 directories. Subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcast. And feel free to share this podcast with people who you think may benefit. A strong rating of these podcasts would be appreciated. If you would like to reach out to me with any questions, comments, ideas, or potentially be a guest like Dave, please go to bcforg.com. There's a red Contact Us button in the middle of the homepage. A LinkedIn symbol is on the upper right. Click on that if you would like to see my profile. All the podcasts are available by clicking on the website podcast page in the reference bar. These podcasts will be released the first and third Tuesday each month. In the next episode, 26, we'll move back over to the sales column. In business, running a successful, profitable business is the ultimate scorecard. You are never done and can always be better. It tends to be more fun than work, frustrating at times, but can be very rewarding. From BCF ORG Corp., I'm Brian Fisher, wishing you the best. Thanks. Thanks.